Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. You out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. The only person that's gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want you to blame anything else but the negative. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Casanova uh, for another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Uh, appreciate everybody that's been patient with me putting these out. Um, I'm going to be a lot more consistent come January of uh, uh, 2022. Uh, I have a whole bunch of new shows that I'm going to be producing, um, shows that I will be starring in and also shows that, uh, I will be, um, that I will be producing as well. So 2022 is very exciting year for me. Of course, I'm going to be continuing to do, uh, seminars and stuff like that. Uh, shout out to the, um, juvenile, uh, summit that I just did a few weeks back. Uh, that was really great. It was funny because I, I actually thought that I was going to be doing uh, it was called the Juvenile Summit. So I really thought I was going to be working with young people and talking to young black men. But actually, it was the summit for people that work with juveniles and youth. So I was I had a whole audience of a whole bunch of great people about 30 people. Uh, the rooms were, were not very big, but my room was packed. Uh, it was funny because at first I didn't think it was going to be packed. I thought it was going to be very empty just because I was like, oh, you know, because uh, I, I think my time was 2.30 and I was sitting there and uh, nobody was there for like the first five minutes. And I'm like, oh, damn, you know, I had books out, uh, you know, my new book. I appreciate everybody's buying my book, uh, Black Men's Mental Health Motivation. Um, it was a number one new release on Amazon. That's the second time I've had a number one new release on Amazon. So I'm very proud of that accomplishment. Um, but I have books there. I had the video, the video there I had my slide ready. And it was funny because I was ready for people, you know, I, I was ready and nobody came. And I was like, man, so other, it was like, you know, if anybody been to a conference or a seminar, they know that usually you have different workshops that are going on simultaneously. So uh, I saw the other people closing their doors and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, damn, nobody's coming to see me. I, I felt really, really like, damn, you know, but then all of a sudden, I had this rush of people come in. I was like, oh, okay, great, great, great. So then, so it was great. And uh, we had a great discussion. I didn't even use my slides. Um, appreciate my wife. My wife actually uh, helped me with the slides, to be honest. I, she practically did them uh, for me, um, but I didn't even use them. The discussion was just a great discussion back and forth. Um, the audience was very uh, interested. We had a mixture of men and women, black men and black women that went. We had this one white guy. I believe he was an officer or somebody that was working. I I do apologize if I mess up. My, my memory isn't that good, but it was a great interaction. It was a great um, 
it was a great discussion. And um, the reason why I'm talking about this is because um, uh, there was one gentleman there. Um, and this this goes to the mentality of why it's so important that black men's mental health is it should be should be discussed. Uh, it was one of the first I know usually what I tell people is like every time I go to uh, uh, to speak and I always say black men's mental health, there's always a woman that raises a hand and says, oh, all you know, black, you know, all all black people who have mental health issues, you know, all black, you know, all black matters, you know, kind of like. And I always say the equivalent, like, OK, well, you saying that is the equivalent of me as a black person saying black my lives, lives matter and white people responding back. All lives matter. At the end of the day, we understand that all lives matter, but black lives matter, according to the subject. Same thing happens within the black community. You say black men's mental health. Then women say, well, women have, you know, all, all black mental health is an issue. You know what I mean? But this was one of the first ones that like the black women that were there were very, very engaged. It was no fight back. They all understood. I think because most of them, according to like the conversation back and forth, most of most of them were educators that were in fields where they were educating. Some were um, was disabled. There was one woman there that was in a wheelchair disabled. So she had a different perspective. There was other, there were some teachers there. There was some just advocates there as women. So the interaction was great with them because they actually got it and understood it and really said, you know what, what you're doing and what you're speaking about is so true. And they were very engaged. Now, this was a first for me, but this is the reason why I, I do this, what I what I do with the black men's mental health. Um, there was a black gentleman there, right? That was very, I would say, you know, uh against what I was saying in a sense. Um his perspective was definitely different. He was one of these black men that I feel wants to be part of the system so much that they don't recognize what's going on in the system. It's one thing to have an idea of we all need to be better people, work together, not see uh, color and stuff like that. And I'm for that. I totally believe that, you know, we we need to be in a society that doesn't see color, that doesn't see, um, you know, somebody's color or 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 their or or their um, or their culture or their religion. It doesn't matter. Everybody should be just uh, kind to each other. And, you know, so I, I, I believe in that. But I also realize that there is an issue in the community, especially when it comes to black men. So it, it, I think the du duality of thinking is something that is lacking in our culture, you could be different, but still respect and love each other. You know what I'm saying? But we have this either you're with us or against us mentality. Now, this gentleman, when we were talking and he was trying to really counter my points, every single time I said something, he tried to go with the 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 general narrative and not to be specific for black men. I guess one of these black men that in their life things happen, not because they were black, because at the end of the day, they didn't do something right. They was in the wrong place. They didn't, you know, like, Oh, you know, I just didn't comply. You know, one of those. Now 
I, I I'm not bashing him at all. Um, so I I'm not I don't want this to be seen like oh you, I'm bashing this black man. That, not at all. Um, he has some great points, and in an ideal world, everything he was saying was right. And one of the things that were very, was very interesting was Barack Obama. And I think I might have a whole podcast, just a whole session on Barack Obama. But just in short, um, I said, you know, it was one of the things I said. And, and like I said, a lot of things I what I do, just letting you know, I go back on my podcast and I listen to them again. Because when I'm speaking, I'll say some points that I'm saying, man, I want to do a whole podcast on that. And then I'll go back, I'll listen, and then I'll do a podcast on that. But this one particular uh, statement, um, he said, I said, there hasn't been one movement for the black man in America. And there hasn't. Um, he said, he, he said, what about civil rights? I said, was civil rights really for the black man? Or was it for economic, economical gains? Now, I don't want to get into that. I think that's a whole nother podcast. So at the end of the day, and you know, he, he was kind of thinking, I was like, you know, because at the end of the day, what I say a movement for black men, like if you want to just break it down without knowing knowledge or researching, the civil rights movement was for black men and women, for black people and for 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 colored people, uh, as they say, you know, as you know, minorities in general. That's what the civil rights was for, was for minorities, for men and women. I said, I was like, I say specifically, there hasn't been a movement for black men opportunities funding for black men um you know and there hasn't there hasn't been one i mean there've been for our black women um you know as far as movements for child support as far as women's rights as far as uh financial support from the government and things like that there have been movements for black women but what movement has been for black men see and he he couldn't really say say that when i broke it down then he said, and I said, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, there's not, there's no positive role models for black men out there that are showing. Uh, he said, oh, he said, me, he said, Barack Obama. And I've been waiting. I was waiting for the Barack Obama thing because this is going to be a whole nother podcast, as I said. But I, I was waiting for somebody to say to me, Barack Obama, because I was, I'm in my head, I was always I always was troubled by Barack Obama's presidency and I had issues with it. Not that I had issues that Barack Obama became president and not had issues to see a black man that looked like us as a president. Not issues with that. I had issues with what he represented in the black community. And I knew that one day at a conference, somebody was going to say it and then I could let go. I could load up my idea. Right. So, he said, Barack Obama. I said, okay. I said, let's talk about Barack Obama. I was like, how is he a po- how was his presidency positive for the black man? Well, you know, it shows our young boys that we could make it. We could do it. We race does. I was like, all right. I was like, you know what? And you, and that's what America wants you to believe. But let's break down Barack Obama's presidency. One. And this is what I'm saying. I was like, one, what did Barack Obama do to enforce policies for black America? 
There was LGBTQ community policies that he passed and he pushed. But at the end of the day, what policies, what what did Barack Obama do to make America better for the black man? I was like, also, let's break Barack Obama down, his his symbolism. He's a black man that made it to president that one was born. His mother was white. So he came from a white twat. Let's be real. He came from white coochie. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't raised in a black household. He was raised by his white mother. Then, and they always, and they always did this in his presidency too. They always emphasized that his father, which is black, was never in his life. Which enforces the stereotype that black fathers are not needed in the in the household because every time now you argue that black black men need black men in the house black young boys leave their fathers black men in the household then what people the narrative is what america wants now to be oh barack obama his father wasn't in his life shit he wasn't even raised by a black mother see it's the narrative overall. How can you argue to any black boy now that fathers are important in the house when you have this man, Barack Obama, that people classified as white, classified as black. And 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 they, you know, say to say, well, he made it to be president. So you don't need your black father. I mean, it's the symbolism in America. And, he, and he's quiet. All the everybody else was like, wow, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. The women were like, yo, I never even looked at it that way. I was like, because now white America has their excuse to tell you, you don't need a black father in the house. Barack Obama, he didn't have his father. Look, he became president. See, black excellence is the lack of black black men. You know? All of our, our leaders are, are selling out. They're not doing anything to benefit the black man. They're jumping on cases and exploiting the culture. But at the end of the day, what are they doing to enforce it? See, so it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. It was absolutely a beautiful discussion. It, it went over. It's about two hours. We went over than what we were supposed to. And um, I got great uh, reviews, even from that guy. I, I thought he was going to give me like a zero because, you know, after at the end, they, you know, they write papers and they give crates. And I, I thought he was going to give me like a zero, to be honest. But he gave me a five. And, and, and you know, I was I, it's supposed to be anonymous, but, you know, I was peeping the paper. But um, but it was a great experience. And I really appreciated um. Um, the juvenile summit. Um, it, it was a great, it was a great summit. It was a great experience. It was one of the most, um, because I've been doing more podcast guru stuff than black summit, than black men's mental health stuff. So, um, this was not one of my biggest ones, but it was one of the ones that I was most, um, engaging because I really thought it was going to be young people, but it was really just a whole room of business people and the industry. And it it was a great, great, uh, great discussion. Um, and we need more summits like that. We need more, uh, 
of like that, you know, afterwards, I, I, a lot of people came up to me and they were like, man, you know, um, we need this man. I, you know, there's not a lot of black men out here speaking about this. And, 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 you know, and, and I was, I was really, I, I was really humbled by, and everybody was like, and then, then this is the most humbling part of it. Right. So I gave my book out for free. I bought like a whole bunch of books, right. I got like 50 of them. Right. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, of course, so, you know, good promotion. I was like, give my book out for free. Everybody wanted me to sign their book. I was like, huh? Like, why you want me to sign your book? Like, here. And no, no, no. You know, and I was, I, it was like, it made me feel like really, really special. Like, really like I was doing something. That was the moment where I knew what I was doing was impactful and, and meaningful. And not because I felt like a celebrity signing the books, but it, because uh, my journey from my being in an institute for two days and going through what I went through with my family, my business, almost losing everything because of my mental health and things I was going through to being at a summit, giving out my book and people asked me to sign it. Um, it's all, and, and this all happened this year. So, uh, you know, my mental health breakdown was in February of, of this year. And since February, I've been able to write four books, two which was number one new releases and bestsellers on Amazon, doing summits, and now people signing, having me autograph their book. Look at that transition. Like when I think of that transition, it's mind blowing. A year ago, I was such in a dark place. Today is is December 3rd or 4th or something like that. Uh, today is December, December 3rd. Okay. And um, this time last year, I was in such a dark place. And it's funny, me and my wife the other day was talking about it, you know, like a year ago, you know, we, we just, you know, we just uh, did Thanksgiving, you know, ha- you know, we, we, we decided to stay home this Thanksgiving. Uh, usually we'll go to like family and stuff like that. But this year we, we, you know, because everything has been going on, you know, we decided to stay home and, and it was a beautiful time spending with the family. I was doing uh yard work because I was, uh, we were in different phases of our, our, our house. Like we did the whole inside and then the outside was something we didn't do. So, uh, we got new side and, 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 and mosh and, and lighting. My, my wife is big on light. She's like, I want lights. Cause you know, I want the lights on the bamboo and lights on the tree. So, so I, so I did lighting, uh, which it was very therapeutic. So about three weeks I'm doing the outside of backyard. We did a path, did the side yard, laid the mulch. I had to get a new shed. It was, a, it was, it was great. But then it kind of ended with Thanksgiving and just enjoying the family. And we were just really reflecting on this year alone. The year started out so bad. It, I mean, me and my wife were at ends when it comes to our relationship because of my mental health. And then February comes and I have my mental breakdown and I go in the facility for two days. Um, and it was very end. And that was February. I remember it was February 15th, the day of, of, of Valentine's Day um, that that happened. And um, and it and now this is December and I've written four books, two number one releases. Me and my wife's relationship is, is definitely better. Our house is better. Money's better. Um, uh, the kids are great, you know, and I think I'm a testimony of 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 
a black man that believed in not only himself, but his family. And that's what got me where I am today is, you know, believing that we will get through this, believing that I was worth more. I, I was worth the fight for my mental health and my mental stability that we all have moments that are dark. We all have moments that we don't know we can get out of it because I tell you right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I was in a dark place. Like there was a cloud over my head every day. I didn't know what to do. It got to the point where it was obsessive things I was doing to try to mentally get relief. And I couldn't. Um, I had people in my life that I I shouldn't even had in my life. And I was paying them more attention than my family. I, I wasn't paying attention to my kids. I was lacking on my business. And I almost lost that. My business partners are looking at me like, Cass, what are you doing? Come on. And it was just a horrible place I was in. I was in this denial, self-denial, uh, self-pity. Um, it was it was just very it was it was really bad. Um, and um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's was all dark. I mean, it was so bad that New Year's me and my wife got to this big argument because I was doing things. I, I wasn't cheating on other people, so I don't want to be able to know nothing like that. But I was doing things that I promised my wife I wouldn't do. And I I was doing it. And and no, I wasn't doing drugs, people, gambling, nothing like that. So I don't want the room was like, yo, I guess no, no. But, you know, I was just, you know, when you make promises to your wife and you say, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to talk to these people, all that stuff that you do, it breaks our heart. And we, you know, the ball dropped and me and my wife were together because we were arguing. It was nothing but arguing and fights. So it, it was just horrible time. It was horrible. And um, I was able to come through it and be a better man of it. But it was it was definitely um, a dark place. But now, man, you know, my business is back stronger than ever. My relationship is stronger than ever. My kids where you know, everything is just great. Everything's great. My wife's been going through her mental health as well, eliminating negativity in her life and stuff like that. And we've been focused on us and man, it's been phenomenal and it's been great. So, um, that to say, um, I want to thank everybody once again for listening to the podcast, uh, the Black Mental Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna be doing these regularly now. I apologize for uh, the, uh, the 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 gap, but like I said, a lot was going on. But like I said, I have this podcast, of course, by my other projects. I'm so excited for. Uh, I am a certified life coach, so I'm going to be doing a podcast on just a discussion of life coach stuff. You know what I mean? Just advice and stuff like that. Not, it's not, it's, it's going to be more admitted, uh, detailed than the minute advice. I know people are like, well, you do the minute advice. The minute advice is literally like five minutes of me giving just general advice. But this podcast that I'm developing is going to be uh, more about life coach things with special guests and stuff like that. Um, it's just so, um, it, it, so be on the lookout for that. And then all the other projects, you know, the culture radio, we got a lot of live broadcasting around the country going on and we got the culture play, which is the streaming service of starting. So it's, 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 it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. So, um, yeah. So remember, go to www.castanovawilliams.com. You can keep up with everything I'm doing, my books, my life, 
the other podcast, Podcast Guru, Minute Advice, um, RSVP Talk, which we're coming back in January, and the one with me and my wife, Cass and Bell. And I have about one or two new podcasts I'm going to be doing. Um, also, check out blackmensmentalhealth.com for information on help. If you have, uh, they have links there for some help. So if you need any help in your mental health and stuff like that, so there's links on the page plus this podcast as well. Uh, and, you know, if you just want to check me out, go to the Culture Media. Com. You know, you could check out, you know, my companies, everything I, I do. You can also check that out under uh, Entrepreneur, I believe, under my page where it has links to all my companies and what I do. All right. All right. Once again, talk to you later. Bye.